Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, the long-sleeved arm of the law. Blair brings the case against her husband, John. In hot weather, John would like to wear one of his few treasured tank tops to cool off and feel the breeze. Blair thinks that tank tops on men look terrible and expose their sweaty arms to the masses. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. Truth is, I'll never know all there is to know about you, just as you'll never know all there is to know about me. Humans are by nature too complicated to be understood fully. So we can choose either to approach our fellow human beings with suspicion or to approach them with an open mind, a dash of optimism, and a great deal of candor. Bailiff Jesse, swear them in. Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that the only garment he ever wears is his beloved Parisian night suit? <laughs> I do. I do. Very well, Judge Hodgman. Jesse, what is a what is a Parisian night suit? I ask you... Uh, founder of the menswear website and podcast and web show put this on what is a parisian night suit a parisian night suit is a great garment uh that the great paul feig owned as a teenager uh and then made into a storyline on the great television program freaks and geeks oh of course (laughs) i was thinking uh that you had me dressing up as the great french anti-hero fantomas Look it up. F-A-N-T-O-M-A-S. Look it up on your on your web browser of choice. I don't, I don't have time to describe it to you because poor Blair and John are still standing up. Blair and John, you may be seated for an immediate summary judgment in one of your favors. Can either of you name uh, the person whom I was quoting as I entered the courtroom? It's not, I don't know where the quote comes from. It's not a piece of culture. It's not a, a, a script or a book or anything else. It's a quote from a person, probably... Uh, given during an interview, and that narrows it down for you to one of the seven billion people on Earth. John, uh, you've been drugged into this courtroom against your will, therefore it's your choice. You can either guess first or make Blair guess first. I'll have Blair guess first. Blair, you have been selected to guess first. Commence guessing, Blair. Um, I don't know, a, a presidential candidate? A presidential candidate is her <laughs> guess. All right, I'll put that down. Without commenting on its rightness or wrongness, I turn now to John. John, what is your guess? Uh, I guess it was not a presidential candidate. All guesses are wrong, though I appreciate the I appreciate your skill at playing the game. Well, I guess it's it's not wrong in the sense that uh, John, you are more right than Blair, uh, but you're still wrong because you didn't name the person. Uh, let me see if I can walk you through this. When I construct the obscure cultural reference for each case, my ideal situation is that something about the case sparks some memory of some piece of culture that I love, because it affords me the opportunity to share that piece of culture with you and all the listeners. But, you know, sometimes you just don't got any, you, you, don't, you don't have any movies or books or songs or poems uh, or, or cultural moments in your life relating, say, to tank tops. Sometimes it's not so easy making that cultural reference, and uh, sometimes you go uh, to a website 
like a good quotes or a brainy quote, and you type in tank top to see if anyone has ever anywhere said any in- anything interesting about a tank top, because that's what this case is about today. And when you type in tank top into this quote website, it says there are no quotes about tank tops. Did you mean to ask for a quote from Tom Hanks? And at that point I said, sure, I guess I did. <laughs> and it turns out Tom Hanks has said a lot of things. And you know what? They're all great. Just like everything else he does, the words that come out of his mouth are great and humane and wonderful. I don't know if Tom Hanks is a listener to this podcast. If he isn't, it's the one bad decision he seems to have made in his career. But uh, let me just say, that guy is a first-class guy, and uh, and I hope that someday he'll be uh, in the courtroom. But right now I have both Blair and John. Oh, you guys were never on Bosom Buddies. No, you guys were never... Uh, <laughs> You never flew to the moon almost and then had to fly back. You guys just live your life and have a fight about tank tops. Is that not right, Blair? Yes. So, Blair, your husband, John, uh, he's, a, he's a nice person. You're, you're happy to be married to him, correct? Yes, very happy. All right. But the problem is he owns two tank tops, which, frankly, is a deal breaker in most relationships. And you would like <laughs> me to prohibit him from bringing these tank tops with you guys on vacation. Uh, first of all, where are you going on vacation? We are going to Barbados. Barbados, really? Where in Bar- Barbados? Um, I think it's on the western coast. We've never been there before, but a little town called Whole Town. Whole Town, yeah, sure. That is on the western coast, and uh, you're not that far from one of the greatest things I've ever experienced. There is a, an amazing uh, green monkey preserve in the, in the middle of Barbados, maybe a little bit northeast of where you're going. Uh, it's, uh, and you get to walk through this forest and there are monkeys everywhere and they're just all hanging out with you. And then other animals, tortoises kind of wander through and everything else. And it's a lovely experience. And I, I encourage you to do it. And you're going to have a wonderful time in Barbados, which is a lovely place. It's also a hot place uh, where sometimes you uh, don't want to be wearing as much clothes as you would be wearing, say, in Brooklyn, New York uh, in December. Uh, tank tops for our foreign listeners who might not know the term are what Blair, how would you describe a tank top? And I encourage you to use as prejudiced language as you would like. (laughs) So, um, a tank top is a shirt that I would say is not only sleeveless, but has also rather thin straps. So I think like there's a difference between a sleeveless shirt and a tank top, definitely, especially for men. Um, and my husband has one of one of his tank tops is particularly um, it has particularly thin straps and kind of a lowish scoop neck. Um, we're gonna get we're gonna get all- to the to the precise the precise offenses <laughs> of each tank top in a moment. Sure. But suffice to say, if for example, I I don't want to get letters from people all over the world probably people in England going, oh, we don't call it a tank top. We call it a jumper trainer or something like that. I don't <laughs> want to be clear. Basic athletic t-shirt without sleeves. So named, in fact, uh, after one piece old timey bathing costumes that both men and women wore when they would go to public swimming pools uh, and indoor public swimming pools, which are called tanks. Did you know that? Tanks. That's what they were called. Hmm. So that's why they're so named. And you would like me to prohibit him from bringing them uh, with him on vacation. And indeed, you want all of his shirts in Barbados to have sleeves of some kind. Is that is that reasonable to say, Blair? 
Um, yes, and I would also like if you could prohibit him from buying more, um, either when we're on vacation or when we're back home. <laughs> Sleeves for the rest of your life, John. That's what Blair wants. Why is that unreasonable? Uh, so uh, that that's a deal breaker for me. I think I I do need to buy more tank tops. The tank tops. <laughs> okay, in my you guys. Uh, I I never I never perform marriages in my position as a fake internet judge, but I will perform a divorce right now if that's what you're saying, John. Why is yeah. it unreasonable not to not to be allowed to buy sleeveless shirts? Uh, I, I like sleeveless shirts. I think they're comfortable. I think they're functional. Uh, I currently don't have many tank tops in my in my wardrobe. Uh, I would like to get uh, more tank tops, maybe an agreeable tank top. If I could find one agreeable tank top uh, my wife and I could agree on, I would be a happy man. Um, and clarify and for I, me, you're talking about tank tops that would be worn as a shirt outside and in, in public not not a not a sleeveless undershirt but a shirt correct. that is designed to be worn as a garment correct I, I have i have sleeveless undershirts as far as i know my wife doesn't have a problem with them what i would like is a, a tank top that i could wear as a shirt i could i could go on vacation with it to warm places or i could uh you know enjoy a saturday doing errands on a hot day wearing one and where do you live we live in Queens. You live in New York City. Uh, it gets hot in New York City. And how long have you guys been married? Uh, a little over two years. And may I ask your ages? Uh, I am 33. I'm 30. John, you say that you don't have many tank tops in your wardrobe. Can you quantify how many tank tops you have at the moment? Sure. I, I have one shirt I would qualify as a tank top. Uh, there's another garment in my wardrobe that I would more call a, a jersey, but I think it's equally as offensive to Blair. It's like a is it like a basketball jersey? Yeah. How many like sleeveless jersey. rompers do you have? I, I have no sleeveless rompers. Okay, just wanted to get all that out there. Okay, great. There are two shirts, John, in your wardrobe that Blair at least calls tank tops. She also refers to them. Uh, as the two worst shirts any person has ever owned. <laughs> In her initial petition to this court. B Blair, let's talk about them. Will you describe them? You sent in evidence, and I'm going to go down to the to the, the pictures of the, of the tank tops. We'll just call them tank tops, even though John would call it a jersey jumper trainer or whatever. Tank top number one is black. Tell me what, tell me what um. I'm looking at here. So um, the black and white number is the one, it has kind of thinner straps. So a lot of guys will like wear like a muscle tee, you know, like a shirt with the sleeves cut off. But this actually has um, some rather thin kind of tank toppy straps. Um, it kind of scoops down so you can see, you know, a good portion, I would say, of his chest. Um, and mm -hmm. like the armpit holes are pretty long too. So like when he has it on, you can almost see part of his ribs on the sides. Um, so it's pretty like, you know, scoops pretty low. It says locals only on it. And it has a picture of like a surfing ghoul ninja guy, um, which is like totally ridiculous because we bought it when we were on our honeymoon 
uh, in Costa Rica in a tourist store. <laughs> but it says locals only. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, John, uh, John, this is a pretty this is a pretty low neckline uh, here. Uh, do you like showing off uh, your chest and a pretty low pit line too? You like showing off your chest and, and armpit hair? I don't. I don't think it's that low. I mean, I from, compared to the tank tops that that I see uh, on the street in the neighborhood, I don't think it's the lowest of of necklines or uh, arm lines. I, I I I guess it'd be lower than maybe other tank tops, but uh, you know, so be it. It's it's got a cool graphic on it. It reminds me of uh, our honeymoon, and uh, you know, I like it. And tank top number two. The the red number, Blair, this looks like just a basic red uh, tank top to me. I don't even know what this material is, but on the sides, it's 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 essentially like plastic. So there's no stretch or give to it. And it's a little small for John and kind of hits him like right, you know, like where his pants sit. And honestly, I don't even know how he gets it on because it's like this stiff kind of plasticky <laughs> material. Um, oh yeah, I, now I see the, the like side. Orange. The side panels look like material that you would. They look like ballistic nylon or tent material. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's bad, um, and it smells really bad. <laughs> oh right. Well, we don't. We don't have those smell photos uh, on the internet yet, but that's coming. <laughs> John, defend defend your tank tops. Why do you love these pieces of clothing? What do they mean to you? What are their stories? Well, uh, the first one mentioned is a is a uh, relic of our honeymoon. Um, reminds mm-hmm. me of good memories. Um, I will want to highlight that this was purchased right in front of Blair. Uh, she saw me purchase it. There was no hesitation when I purchased it. I guess I guess it was our honeymoon, and she didn't want to start a fight. But uh, but I did buy it in front of her. The other let, let me red... hold on one second, John Blair. Sure, Blair. Yes. When John purchased this shirt in front of you, did something inside of you go, oh, my God, I've made a horrible mistake marrying this man? <laughs> I, I, I definitely, like, I know I felt confused because it was not in line with ah. um, his personality. <laughs> did you wait, John? Did you wait until you had locked it down before you show, revealed this horrible <laughs> side of yourself? You're like now that we're married, I want I want to share something with you. I like to wear sleeveless surfer shirts. I'm imagining I, I'm imagining the priest the priest saying, "And you are man and wife." And John just reaches across each hand to the opposite shoulder and tears off his sleeves like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> John, what about the red jersey, as you call it? And I don't want to hear about why it's a, not a tank top. It doesn't matter. Your your wife says that it doesn't fit you. It looks bad on you. She doesn't understand. It's too small for you, and it smells bad. But you want it because why? Uh, I agree with all those things. I, I, this this garment was purchased when I was in high school, so it, it's bordering twenty years old. Um, Is that part of why you love it? I, I I don't even know if I love it. It's it's there. It's in my wardrobe, and it's one where of is two it? Where garments. is it right? N- where is it right now? I, I think it's in our bedroom closet. How far away is that? How far away is it for me right now? It's a, it's a few miles, yeah. but I was going to instruct John to in, in an immediate summary judgment 
that will not affect my overall judgment with regard to tank tops in the future, uh, that he should go and get it and throw it in the garbage right now. But John, whatever I rule, that red thing is going to go in the garbage or be donated. Yay. If that's that, that's, you don't want that's that fair anymore. to me. What, what I would like, yeah. though, is then the ability to replace that red tank top jersey uh, garment with another tank top. I will say I find it interesting that you sent in evidence of the tank tops without you in them. John, why didn't you model these tank tops so we can see how great you look in them? I, I would have if given the opportunity. Are you wearing a tank top right now? No, I'm not. Why not? You love them. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love them, but I, I love them as weekend wear. And it, today is a, is a work day, and uh, uh, I, I do like to just you know wear normal business attire during the week. You don't want to wear a tank top to your job? What's your job? I'm a city planner for the city of New York. Oh, thanks for all the planning. I appreciate that. He he works on Coney Island primarily. <laughs> there's, there's still parts of the city that feel a little improvised, if you know what I mean. Let's plan those out. Uh, so make the case, John. You still you want to hang on to Mystic Surfers locals only, and you want to replace. You want to get at least one more tank top. Make the case for the tank tops. Here, because it's not something I would ever wear. On a hot and humid day in New York City, it can be um, very unpleasant. Um, a, a tank top is both comfortable and practical uh, when you know going outside and 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 doing errands. Um, you know, going going to the gym, exercising, doing doing a variety of things that you one would do on a on a hot and humid Saturday. Uh, the issue with with wearing a T-shirt on one of these hot and humid days is that. Um, they, they can get pretty sweaty and uh, they can really damage the t-shirt. Uh, I consider myself uh, to be more of the sweatier individual per se. So mm-hmm. if your t-shirt, if you're wearing a t-shirt and, and you're sweating in a hot humid day, um, that, that t-shirt's going to be ruined. And then you need to replace your t-shirt. So you could really sort of accomplish both feeling comfortable and uh, having uh, giving new life to your T-shirt collection uh, by wearing a tank top on, on a few of these hot and humid days. You're saying that if you if you sweat if you pit sweat in a T-shirt once, it's ruined. Not not once. What's but, going on under your but arms? Mo- but sir? multiple times. After a while, there's almost so much washing that can be done to the T-shirt where I feel it's beyond repair. What kind? Because they because of staining. Ugh. Yes, because of pit stains. And you're talking about like white undershirts or regular like fashion t-shirts. Uh, I would like it to be fashionable, not not a, like a white. No, no, no. But I mean, you're saying that you're saying that your toxic pit sweat will ruin a regular old fashion t-shirt after three or four good sweat throughs. Yes. Wow. What are you putting under your arms? Permanent uh, marker? I, I, I try to uh, put deodorant on them, but, uh, you know, I think with sweaty individuals, you know, they they know the pain and, uh, you know, we really ruin some good garments on some hot and humid days. I, I won't say that this necessarily applies to John because I don't know his specific circumstances, but I will say that I often find that uh, uh, men who have this problem – are helped by using uh, less deodorant than they're currently using. Uh, 
uh, antiperspirant specifically uh, has ingredients in it that uh, are what generally makes the staining. It's generally not the sweat that's doing the staining. And um, a, a lot of men especially uh, put a lot of antiperspirant deodorant under their arms uh, when, in fact, it has the same effect even if you use a very, very small amount. Um, and uh, for that reason, when they sweat, uh, the antiperspirant deodorant uh, runs into their shirts, and, and that and the metals in that are actually what does the staining. So I will not say that that would apply to John, but uh, no, we're just saying this for anyone who might be listening. We're exactly. not trying to focus. We're not trying to single out one person who has weird sweat problems. It could be any. We're just let's just all put some on. Um, but I think that Jesse's advice is very good for anyone who might be listening. Indeed, uh, uh, antiperspirant uh, is something I use very rarely because it's not that great for you. And uh, I, I do recall that I used to use it a lot. I did have problems with my white T-shirts in the pit department. So maybe someone who's listening, I'm not saying it's John, um, might that might cause them some, uh, that might be a, a tip they can use in the future. There are also laundry treatments and, and products that will help, but I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to say to whom that might be specifically useful. I'll address it to a general audience. Anyone with terrible armpits could be listening at this point. So, John, John uh, you argue that it, it allows you to have uh, shirts that are not ruined um, because instead of sweating into the armpit of the shirt, you're just sweating out into the world. And Blair, that's part of your problem, right? Why don't Do you not like tank tops on... John, or you don't like tank tops at all? I would say more, it's more about John. Um, okay. He, yeah, he like, he, so he's a city planner and he loves New York. You know, he's, he's Mr. Like New York history buff. He loves like talking about subway etiquette and like public space for the people and like all this stuff. And yet like he wants to, fling flying around wearing a, a tank top, you know, and nobody, you know, we're in close quarters with other people in New York. Um, and I'm just like imagining like, you know, going to the restaurant with our daughter and like there's John in a tank top. I just don't think it's appropriate for New York City. Um, Wait a minute. Is this some, are these things that actually happen? John goes to restaurants <laughs> in a tank top with your daughter or is this something you're afraid might happen? He, I mean, we've, he's definitely been, I'm trying to think of specific situations. He's worn the tank top in the summer out in our neighborhood, which is, we live in Astoria. It's a pretty busy neighborhood. Um, I know he's like, <laughs> uh, we had a 4th of July picnic where he wore the red tank top a few years ago. Um, no, he, he's out and about in the tank tops. Was there anyone else tank top in it at these uh, social events? John, do you have any... Backup tank toppers who might uh, uh, give your case some weight? I, I see gentlemen wearing tank tops everywhere in a story. It's true, they're, and they're always sometimes. gentlemen. <laughs> Why? They're, they're all Why, gentlemen. How, how do you know a gentleman? Oh, he's the one wearing the tank top, of course. <laughs> if you had your choice, how many tank tops would you have? A hundred? Uh, I, I would say I, I only need probably three or four. Want or need? 
Uh, I, I guess I don't know. I don't know. Somewhere in between, I guess, because I, I, I'm not looking to be a, a tank top guy, so to speak. I don't want to be wearing a tank top every day. I just want to wear a tank. Dude, top you're on a podcast on fighting for fighting for your life to retain your right to wear a tank top. If that's not a tank top guy, what is? But I, I, I want to be. I want to be reasonable. I want to. I want to set my goals. You know, to something obtainable. John, you say you're not a tank top guy desperately trying to distance yourself from tank top guidem what's a tank top guy uh so here's the thing i think um <laughs> tank tops have bad raps due to tank top guys i think mm-hmm. a, a tank top guy can fit in a number of categories it could be like a, a bodybuilder uh, or a, or some might call him a meathead type guy uh, it mm-hmm. could be a surfer, uh, as we spoke mm-hmm. about. It could be uh, somebody who's really into electronic music, likes to go to festivals yeah, and things. Or it could be a it could old. be a frat boy, like a college frat boy. Um, uh-huh. So I, I think like those four categories is is a good start to what what is a or, tank or top one of, guy. Or one of them, one of them joggers, one of them joggers. Yeah, jo- I think joggers top. could be a tank top guy. Uh, maybe like uh, somebody mowing the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those guys. <sighs> Blair, what is a tank top guy to you? What does a tank top guy mean to you such that you don't want your husband to be one? So I agree with everyone John just said. But the reason I'm so baffled is because John is none of those things. And he really, like, he cares about his appearance. Like, not in, like, in a gross way or anything. He he always looks so nice and put together. And, like, everything he wears is, you know, calculated. And he thinks about it. So I'm, like, totally thrown by this tank top thing. And I feel like it has to be more than just comfort because he really does you know, dress sort of fashionably. Um, but he's none of those guys, you know, he doesn't fit into any of those categories. So that's why I'm kind of freaked out by the whole tank top thing. Blair sent in this evidence of John wearing non tank tops, which is what is this meant to prove exactly that he's that he's not a tank top guy. He's got good fashion sense. Is that right, Blair? Yes. And also those two photos are from when we were on like some excursions when we were traveling. And um, I, so John and I met when we were in the Peace Corps and we travel a lot together. That's kind of like something that we do. It's a passion of ours. And I really also wanted to show that like when you travel and also like to a hot country like Costa Rica, like he looks pretty comfortable not in a tank top and he doesn't need to wear them in order to have a good vacation. You know, you don't have to wear tank tops to have a good time. But they do help. The Peace Corps is a pretty tank toppy job, right? I mean, that's got to. Well, we were in Ukraine, so actually, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I take it back. The Peace Corps is a pretty uh, well, dumplingy job, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Exactly. It's a real chicken Kievy kind of job, right? <laughs> so, all right. What we're what we're looking at here, and we'll put these pictures up on the website, is uh, John um, uh, standing in the middle of a. I, I, what is this Epcot Center? What what? European oh, that's city in Iceland. I think that's in Reykjavik. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was the Iceland Pavilion in, at Epcot. And he's putting his, <laughs> his foot up on a public bench, and he's wearing what looks like um, kind of a corduroy, a brown corduroy blazer over a sweater over a shirt and brown pants and some boots. And uh, he's he's looking looking pretty good. Uh, would you agree, Jesse? Any any major fashion faux pas? Any red flags you see in his outfit in this picture? No, sir. He looks just fine. All right, that's a big tip. That's a big compliment from Jesse Thorne. There, John, take it. And now uh, we see you here in in a warm climate, not wearing a tank top, uh, visibly sweating, uh, clearly ruining the pits of the t-shirt you are wearing right as we stand there. <laughs> and maybe you're dreaming. Oh, I really wish I could put on a tank top right now. Uh, and I, you know, look, you, you, I, I concur with Jesse. Uh, you, you look in pretty good shape there, Blair. What, wh- what do you think is going on with John? If why do you think he's attracted to these tank tops? If everything else about him suggests to you that he's a non-tank top person, what do you think he gets? What charge does he get out of this? If you were, if you were to speculate. So I've thought about this a lot. Um, because I don't think it's just about comfort. And I and I do think he really he really does legitimately want to wear tank tops. So I don't think it's like to make me angry or anything. I, I really think he wants to wear them. The only things I can really think, and this might not be true, John, you can let me know, but he he has some really interesting tattoos on his arms that he doesn't often show. Um and oh. that, I have no idea. <laughs> What's your tattoo? Is it a tattoo of a couple of tank top shirts that you love? <laughs> ready, ready, that, ready, that and honeymoon. My next one. Are you wearing your double T's in order to show off your tattoos? I mean, tank tops. That's what double T's is. Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I I would admit though that um, so for my uh, my parents live down the Jersey Shore, and sometimes we go mm-hmm. we go visit them. I, I think that's that, tank top uh, country right there. Yeah, exactly. I, but I think mm-hmm. an advantage to wearing a tank top while walking around New York City is that you you don't develop the t-shirt tan. So when you go down to the beach in the Jersey Shore, you're not you're not you have it you have you don't have a t-shirt tan. You kind of you know got a leg up on the tan, and now you have some tan that comes up to your shoulders, and it doesn't look so bad. You still got strap lines, though. You do. I I consider that less kind of obvious to a tan line than when it stops right above your elbow Mm -hmm. is this is this an attempt to get back in touch with your jersey shore roots um maybe (laughs) are you concerned that your husband is becoming or could become the ugly american Maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe, a little bit. I don't. I think he's way more savvy to actually do that. But yeah, maybe a little bit. And finally, John, do you have concerns that whether it's Blair or other people in the world that they might take you for being a tank top guy? I mean, when you're in Barbados and you're rocking this tank top, that's a heavy with this tank top that has a surfer on the front, and you're and you're a white dude who clearly doesn't live in Barbados. You're sending a lot of signifiers, heavy-duty signifiers, that you are uh, a tank top wearing tourist uh, who's just there to let it all hang out. Does that concern you? Um, I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't think of myself as like uh, fitting into a certain mold of of a of someone who would wear 
a tank top that we expressed, I think that, you know, I could kind of break the trend and and just be a, a normal guy who likes to be comfortable with a sleeveless shirt. You're going to you're going to be the one who brings the tank top back? You're going to reclaim it from Yeah. tank top guys and 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 make it cool to be a city planner wearing a tank top? Yeah, I want to want to want to break the mold as far as there's uh, a certain type of guy that wears a tank top and no i think you know normal guys can wear a tank tops especially those that want to be comfortable and, and feel the breeze underneath their arms i think i've heard everything that i need to hear i am going to go into uh my chamber's tanning salon uh, and lie down in my tanning bed with my tank top on and <laughs> consider my decision i'll be back in a moment with my decision please rise as judge john hodgman exits the courtroom. John, why had you not thrown this red tank thing away already? How did you keep this since high school? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just been laziness. I'm surprised Blair hasn't made me throw it out a lot sooner. And, and this other one, the black one with the surfer on it? There was probably other shirts at that same store, right? What led you to pick this one? <laughs> uh, I, I I thought it was the silliest shirt, and uh, I just wanted a, a city garment of memorabilia to uh, remember our trip by, um, maybe to make Blair mad a little bit. Hmm. Blair, how do you feel about the fact that your husband uh, was already on your honeymoon buying clothes specifically to make you mad? Honestly, I don't know. It's not that surprising. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about your chances, Blair? I don't know. I felt more confident before this all started, but John made a better case than uh, I expected. John, how do you feel? I feel okay. Um, I feel you brought a case about um, uh, men's deodorant that that maybe won't way in my favor but uh it's valid and uh but i think my 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 goal is obtainable I, i'm i'm just looking for uh one new tank top to replace the old tank top um so i'm feeling pretty good well we'll see what judge john hodgman has to say about all of this when we come back in just a second hello i'm your judge john hodgman the judge john hodgman podcast is brought to you every week by you, our members, of course, thank you so much for your support of this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts at MaximumFun.org. And they are all your favorites. If you want to join the many member supporters of this podcast and this network, boy, oh boy, that would be fantastic. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura, A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad. And I got one for my mother-in-law. And it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures 
from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up, seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024, 2020-24. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I, I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. Now, you guys can't see it, but I've taken my whole shirt off because I just, I'm a little hot and this is the most comfortable I feel. Uh, and I'm going to, I can't rub my pits on you right now, but I'm going to rub the, I'm going to rub my wisdom pits on you. Uh, what's interesting about this is that we all instinctively share, um, if not a distaste for tank tops an appreciation that most people do have distaste for them, or at least most people in our cohort. The other complicating factor is that it's, uh, associated with a lot of ethnic stereotypes and a lot of class stereotypes. I hate the term. Uh, wife beater, which is not exactly a tank top, but that's that tight white sleeveless T-shirt that uh, that uh, James Kahn would wear in The Godfather, uh, and is associated with a lot of um, anti-working uh, class Italian stereotypes. Um, and then, of course, the athletic shirt being worn by a grown-up who is not an athlete um, that also feeds into certain, you know, Jersey Shore type uh, ethnic and class stereotypes that um, maybe yuppies in Astoria and podcasters in Brooklyn and uh, and and uh, the eastern Los Angeles, the cool part of Los Angeles, um, uh, don't don't uh, aren't entirely comfortable with. And it's part of the reason why I think hipsters wear tank tops, because they're precisely the kinds of shirts that um 
that young people who are not athletes and are certainly not from working class backgrounds necessarily uh, and and stereotypically themselves uh, have trust funds and uh, enough time in their lives to figure out how to dress as ironically as possible to start putting on shirts that that feature their decidedly unathletic arms and and spindly scrawny shoulders i think that that's part of the dialogue that's going on um when someone puts on a tank top but in fact this the tank top is your one outlet to irony in your wardrobe uh the red tank top which is just an old piece of clothing you're too lazy to throw away it's now garbage good let's put it away and never discussed again but you yourself admit that you got the surfer tank top that says locals only on it and mystic surfing because it was the silliest one and the one that was most likely to make your brand new wife mad that is that is ironic provocation in and of itself and i i think that you're lying to yourself and certainly to this court if you are saying that you don't get some kind of charge of wearing uh, a, a shirt that you know, at the very least, makes your wife angry. Uh, that's fun to some degree. We all know that a shirt without sleeves offers a tremendous amount more comfort and breathability than a shirt with sleeves and on a hot day. Uh, that is good. That's why tank tops and sleeveless shirts exist. Uh, and there, there is an obvious practical advantage that doesn't even need to be argued. But the only reason that this is an argument is that the tank top is freighted with all of this cultural gravity um, uh, that that it makes it a little bit tainted. And I've been trying to figure out how I feel about it and, and what I could rule, um, wh- whether I could rule on this. Uh, by going on the merits of the case or whether I would be ruling on this simply from my own reflective distaste uh, for tank tops because in my life as an only child asthmatic nerd uh, grew up in northeastern Massachusetts no one who wore a tank top was my friend (laughs) they were often my enemies and so it's made it a very very hard case for me to judge the thing, the principle that I've decided that is most important here to me and to this court is, is not that the tank top is somehow intrinsically unseemly. It's a functional piece of clothing, specifically an athle- initially an athletic piece of clothing in terms of tank top as outerwear, which is what we're discussing, not sleeveless t-shirt. And athletic pieces of clothing worn in everyday interactions have become more and more and more common. And obviously athletic fashion is, uh, is, will be worn by someone who uh, uh, couldn't run or jump to save his or her life. And indeed, if they were to run or jump, it might risk his or her life due to physical ailments. And it, it, it does because of my own nerd trauma, somewhat dis- uh, disturb me to see a grown man or woman wearing athletic uh, uniforms and jerseys and that sort of thing out there in the world because it's just not my style. But I appreciate that that's an evolution of style that is okay in that world. But the tank top specifically, even and perhaps especially when it is not athletic wear, it derives from athletic wear. 
it's hard to get less dressed up than wearing something without sleeves. And when you wear something that is essentially true, not merely athletic signaling of my favorite team, but it's actually a, a functional garment that is designed to promote sweat release, um, it feels on a gut level just a little gross to see people walking around. Now, I saw a guy in a band the other day when I was over in Portland, Oregon, doing the Live Wire show, a great band called David Wax Museum, and the bass player uh, was wearing a um, a Hunter uh, fluorescent orange-colored pair of overalls and nothing else. It was like tank top extreme. It was just bare, bare chest under these bright orange overalls. But that that was that was okay because a he was in a band and b he was misusing overalls. You're using tank tops in exactly the way that they're supposed to be used as a functional piece of sweat relief, and as long as you're using them in that way, um, I, it's hard for me to deny you the right to use them. But the moment that you put them into context uh, that is inappropriate for athletic and sweat release use, um, then the tank top starts speaking. It starts telling a story to a lot of people, uh, including your wife, um, that we don't, we don't love. Tank tops in their elements are fine. I'm talking about going to the public pool. I'm talking about hanging around on the beach. I'm talking about mowing your lawn on a hot summer afternoon with a bottle of beer near you. I'm talking about, uh, well, those things, and that's it. Walking down the street on a hot summer day in New York City in order to go buy a, a fan, I like that for a tank top. Uh, going to Barbados, yeah, that's the beach, isn't it? But I think white dudes in tank tops at the, at the beach in, uh, in, in predominantly black countries, they are sending a message at that point saying, I'm that kind of tourist. And I think that, you need to be considerate of the stories that you are telling with your tank top, because for all the reasons I just discussed, it is uh, it, it, it's a it's a piece of clothing that 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 tells a story. With that in mind, though, uh, I can't allow this courtroom to be swayed by uh, class prejudice uh, or even anti-athletic prejudice. Uh, and I don't think that it is an inappropriate, though it wouldn't be my choice. I don't think that it would be inappropriate for a man to have in his wardrobe uh, one or two sleeveless shirts to use for exercise, uh, uh, manual chores, uh, beachwear, um, and maybe sleeping on a very hot night. Uh, and so, uh, but outside of those usages, uh, I, I not only strongly encourage, I prohibit usage. And so... With that strong caveat, I actually find in favor of John, he may keep two tank tops in his wardrobe, one to replace old ready, may it rest in peace, and eventually one, I hope, to replace the other surfer tank top, because clothing is not souvenirs, eventually you outgrow it both physically and emotionally, and that one will have to be retired, and you may get another at that time. But you may only use them in the context that I described and other contexts. But I think you know in your heart which contexts are tank top appropriate and which contexts are not tank top appropriate. For example, uh, many would disagree. 
I would urge you not to wear one to a public picnic or barbecue. I'm sure there will be dudes out there who are doing it. Look at them. Decide if you want to be them. And I hope that you two can go tank top shopping together uh, and maybe even find something that, um, that, that isn't offensive to Blair. Uh, I'm not sure that that will ever happen, but it's, it's a good time now that you're in your mid thirties to reevaluate your wardrobe. Anyway, it's pretty common and maybe you'll go out there and find the tasteful tank top. Imagine that the quest for the tasteful tank top. It seems impossible, but if anyone can do it, I think it's John. So I find in favor of the, uh, respondent, this is the sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgman rules. That is all. Please rise as judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Blair, you've been pretty soundly defeated, but with some significant caveats. How are you feeling? I'm a little worried that John's going to try to take liberties with the judge's ruling, but I don't know. I think I'll remind him of what was said in court. John, how do you Do you know what? I'll just jump in. I'll just jump in really quickly, even before John responds. And I'll say I'll offer you this, Blair. Uh, you may take a picture of any proposed new tank tops and send them to this court. And I have veto power over the, over the style and printing of the tank top. Okay. I guess that makes me feel better. (laughs) John, how are you feeling? (laughs) Uh, I'm feeling really good. Uh, this is the result I wanted. Um, uh, I hope uh, Blair takes some uh, initiative in, in opining on the type of tank top to wear. Um, you know, the the extra leg that the uh, tank tops have to be approved by the show may, you know, add a few more regulatory requirements to it. But uh, overall, I can't complain. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about uh, adding uh, at least one tank top to my wardrobe, being able to uh, hold on to uh, the black tank top until... It falls apart. It's probably going to go away soon and then replacing that with a new one. Would you say that the tank top industry is being choked by unnecessary regulations? Yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> uh, you know, I think there's an unfair stigma around those that wear, that, those that wear tank tops. And uh, I, I think they could do a lot better with, uh, if we take these stigmas sort of away and uh, uh, allow just men who do normal things on the weekends to wear tank tops. Jesse, do you have anything else you would like to say to these nice people? I'd like to thank them for coming on the Judge John Hodgman podcast and being delightful and lovely. (laughs) Judge Hodgman, we're headed, I I believe it's next week, to the San Francisco Sketch Fest in San Francisco, California, my hometown. Right there in the first weekend of the brand new year of 2016 San Francisco Sketch Fest, we're doing our live Judge John Hodgman show uh, probably it's sold out at this point. We're not sure. But if you have an idea for a case that we could hear on stage and you're in the Bay Area, I hope you'll still let us know by going to MaximumFun.org slash JJHo. We might pick you to be on stage to defend your case or uh, attack your case. Uh, and then you get to see the show from the inside out. But there are other things we're doing, too. Uh, I believe I... Is it announced, Jesse, that I am joining you on Jordan Jesse Go on Saturday? That is announced. Our guest on Jordan Good. Jesse Go on Saturday... The great John Hodgman. That's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Come see us, three of us together on Jordan Jesse Go on Saturday at the Eureka Theater. Jordan Jesse Go, of course, is the place where Judge John Hodgman uh, as a concept was birthed. Yeah, I mean, look, listen, listen, America, 
and particularly the Bay yeah, Area. America. If you come to Jordan Jesse Go at the San Francisco Sketch Fest, will you get laughs? Sure. Will you get your hero, John Hodgman? Yes, of course. But more than that, you will get references that only people from the Bay Area would understand. Will I bring up former KTVU anchor Elaine Corral? Almost certainly. Will there be talk of the doggy diner heads? Yes. I guarantee it. Will former Mayor <laughs> Willie L. Brown Jr. come up? Yeah, you bet. And his outfits. All of that is promised to you at Jordan Jesse Go. The only show that promises full pandering at San Francisco Sketchfest. And I'm doing a whole bunch of other shows at Sketchfest as well. You can check it all out at the Sketchfest website, which is sfsketchfest.com. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Yeah, Jesse knew it by heart. I knew it by head, which means I forgot it. <laughs> check it. Check out. It's a really wonderful festival. There's lots to see and do, and we'd love to see and do. Well, <laughs> we'd love to see and do a lot of JJ Ho listeners there. That was misphrased, but you know what I mean. This week's episode was named by Andrew McNair. Thank you, Andrew. If you want to name a future episode of Judge John Hodgman, or if you just want to get updates and see what's going on, like Judge John Hodgman on Facebook and follow John and I on Twitter. He is at Hodgman. I am at Jesse Thorne. And guess what? Maximum Fun is now on Instagram. So search for us there. And uh, you can also join the discussion on Reddit at MaximumFun.Reddit.com and on Facebook in the Maximum Fun Facebook group, which is a lively and lovely place. All of those places, great places uh, to connect with fellow Max Fun listeners and your favorite podcasters. That's us. Our Yay. show is produced by Julia Smith, edited by Mark McConville. We'll talk to you next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.